Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. What was the joy that Jesus was looking for as he hung on the cross? You know what it was? If you're a Christian this morning, I want you to just raise your hand. If you're a Christian or Christ follower, keep it up for a moment. You know what the joy was? Seeing your hand because you're going to join Jesus in heaven. See, he took the trial. He took the trouble like you and I have never experienced for the joy that was set before him with millions of people would become Christians. If we think about when Jesus was tortured, his crucifixion and death, It's difficult to think of ourselves as being worthy enough for him to go through all that. Pastor Mark will be reminding us that we don't understand our value to God. He will be helping us to comprehend that our value is not based on what we do or our winning personality. It's based on the valuation God has given us. His desire to reestablish the relationship that through Adam we broke was so great that he would do the unthinkable. He would sacrifice his own son in our place so that we would be able to commune with him again. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Luke chapter 15 with part three of his message, God's plan for everyone. Celebrate. How many of you have matured to the point when trouble comes, you just, first thing that comes to your mind is, thank you, Jesus, I'm so excited for this. You're lying to me right now if you think you said. There's none, we still are a work in progress. Can I hear an amen? That's a little difficult. Say what? Trouble and celebration? That's like exactly what I'm supposed to do. That's crazy. That's an oxymoron. No, it isn't. Understand. Look at the next verse. For when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be strong in character and ready for anything. You see, God's ultimate purpose, he has two purposes for us as Christians. One as Romans 8, 29 says, he wants to conform us to be like Jesus, to think, minister, and, and, and actually do like Jesus did. So that's a work in progress. All of us know that. The second thing is, we have the Great Commission to go to. So he's at work in us, and he's trying to allow us to have this thing called spiritual maturity working in our lives. Now, we know that one of the persons that's our role model was, of course, Jesus. He learned to trust his father with whatever. Remember, when Jesus went to the cross, just before he went, when he prayed that night in the garden, he asked God three times, 
Is there some other way? I really don't want to go to the cross. Is there some other way? And what did the father say? No. So he endured. The Bible says he endured the cross. Later on in Hebrews, he says, he endured the cross for the joy that was set before him. When he went to the cross, what was he looking for in the future? It was joy. What was the joy that Jesus was looking for as he hung on the cross? You know what it was? If you're a Christian this morning, I want you to just raise your hand. If you're a Christian or Christ follower, keep it up for a moment. You know what the joy was? Seeing your hand because you're going to join Jesus in heaven. See, he took the trial. He took the trouble like you and I have never experienced for the joy that was set before him with millions of people who had become Christians. He trusted his father. There was no other way. Three times he tried. There was no other way. So he endured. You see, as our lives are facing troubles, and we all have them. I'm not to the place where I can celebrate, but I understand it. You see, God can't be pleased without faith. Faith is like a muscle. It has to be tested. Faith that isn't tested can't be trusted. And all of you know people who used to follow Jesus Christ. Where are they now? What happened is something came and they got angry at God and they didn't endure. They're called prodigals. They walked away from God. You know, over the last, back in February, all the way to the end of June, you know, I went through this horrific thing and I would lay in bed at night and I would say, God, why? What's, what's up with this? And eventually I had to just shut up. And you know what I started asking God? I never asked him why again. I asked him, what are you trying to teach me? That's a good thing for you to learn. See, we'll often never know the why. But if I'm a Christian, God allows whatever he wants to come into my life, good or bad. He has a purpose for all of it. Now, I'm not talking about if you're sinning, if I'm sinning, going right out, I'll pay the consequences for that. But anything coming into your life today, count it all joy if God's allowed it. Why? He's going to make good out of it. And he told me, I'm going to change you. I'm going to give you a fresh outlook. I'm going to give you, after all these years, I'm going to give you a passion for the lost souls. And you know, during that time toward the end, who gave me VIO? God. On a bed, miserable at night, sweating all over, changing clothes, going to the bathroom constantly. I mean, he gave me VIO. And he said, I'm going to make a new person of you. I'm going to fill you with the Spirit. And you're going to challenge the people to be filled with the Spirit. And you're going to see more people come to Jesus Christ in that next year than you'll ever see before. (laughs) See, it's not about me. Oh, it is definitely not about me. I'm a work in progress. Are you kidding? So are you. But he knows best. Amen? So when you look at that, My faith had to be tested. It's still going to be tested. So is yours. So celebrate that your faith is growing. And you can endure whatever comes. Number four, celebrate. We get to communicate the good news to a lost world. Remember, for three years, 
the disciples followed Jesus. They discovered his passion. They discovered his primary mission. He told them his mission. You know it. For the Son of Man came to seek and save that which is lost. You see, the heartbeat of Jesus was to go to the lost and share the good news with them. That's why he was here. He was going to die for the people, but he told us, his disciples. Now, before Jesus went back to heaven, I want you to pay very close attention to this. The disciples heard these words from Jesus before he went back to heaven. Look at these three. John 17, 18. Before he went to the cross, he was praying. He says this, speaking to God. God, as you sent me, Jesus, into the world, I have sent them, the 12 disciples, into the world. Next, after he went to the cross, it was resurrected. He met with the disciples just before we went back to heaven. And he said this. And Jesus said to his disciples, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me to the earth, I am sending you. And then right to the end, we have Matthew 28 with the Great Commission. And we have this as similar. And look what he says in Mark 16, 50. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. Now look at those three. Ask yourself this question. Were they clear what those three things said? Okay, only two of you think they were clear? Were they clear? If these words were said to you from God, if they were said to you from God, would you be clear what Jesus wants you to do? Yes. And what does he want you to do? He says that you are being what? You're being sent. To do what? What's the last one say up there? Preach the gospel. Share the gospel. You say, well, Pastor Mark, yeah, I get it. I was very clear to the disciples. I'm not talking about the disciples. I'm talking about you. Because that's our commandments. It's crystal clear. I'm being sent just as the disciples were sent. Here, watch me. Very simple. Jesus leaves. Okay, now what? Who's going to take the mission? Who's going to go on and witness? Who's going to share the gospel? He's gone. If you're a Christian this morning, you've already done it. It's good to raise your hand in church. Just raise your hand. Both hands this morning. Here we are. Keep them up. Who's he sent? Turn to your neighbor around and ask up. I guess he's sending me. Go ahead. I guess he's sending me. Is he? Absolutely. What are you supposed to do? Share the gospel. He's sending every single Christian we've been sent. That's our commission. And it's clear. That's why you're here. If you're breathing this morning, I already told you that. That's why you're here. To grow, to be like Christ, and to go and share the gospel. Write this down this morning. Every Christ follower has been called and sent to share the good news. That's why you're going to pick up a few invites as you leave today. It's a great way to go through the neighborhood. If you're doing your walk and looking at the lights or in your condo or whatever, just take them. Watch for an open door. I went the other day. I was walking on the street and I went, man, I need to get a couple of those invites. So I was seeing this guy kind of uh, detailing a guy's car in the neighborhood. He didn't even live in our neighborhood. 
And I went home and got me some of those, put them in my car. And I was driving out going the other way. I said, well, I don't even know the guy. And the guy said, really? He said, turn the car around, go back, talk to him, give him an invite. Why? Because God loved him. It didn't take me but two or three minutes. And I dropped it. And he says, well, where are you, the pastor? I said, well, the church on Minton. He said, you mean that big white church? I said, yes. <laughs> and we have room for you. And I gave him the invite. You, you see, sometimes we just, what, have to go out of our way. I had I have tons of stuff to do. But that was the most important thing to do. Understand, that's why we've been sent. Now, Paul writes this, and I want you to see it in an interesting way. Watch what he says. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How many is everyone? That means anyone who will admit they're a sinner and ask Christ into their life can be what? They can be saved. They can celebrate. The lost has been found. Everyone. Satan will say to many people, oh, not you. Sin too much. You tried that once. That didn't work, right? Find something else. That didn't work. You're not good enough. You're too old. You're too young. No, he's always the liar. Remember, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord can be saved. So what, are, what is our group of people? Simple. Everyone. It doesn't matter. Next. Watch all the house. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? They don't understand calling Jesus. They don't understand what belief is. They don't understand what faith is. Next. And how can they believe in him if they've never heard about him? Pastor Mark, we live in America. Everybody's heard about Jesus. Yeah, they may have heard about Jesus, but they don't know a thing about Jesus. They know the name. They use the name. I won't even use it in a slang. Do you know that much of the world, there's many parts where I've gone around the world, in India, into Thailand, and many other nations, Singapore, they've never heard the name once, Jesus. Never. More than 2 billion people never heard the name Jesus. But we have people in Brevard County, if you mention Jesus, they go, oh yeah, that was... I think he was, he went through the crosses and we celebrate Easter, right? Do you know how many people don't understand what Christmas is about? You know what they think it's about? Trees and gifts. That's fine. That's fine. And Easter, what are they thinking about? Bunnies? Egg hunts? No, both of those are celebration times. One, our Savior was born. The second, our Savior died, but he's alive again. It's all about what did we sing today? There's a, his powerful name of Jesus. They don't even know Jesus. They don't understand what role he plays. Next. And how can they hear about him unless everybody at CCM tells them? Can I hear an amen? That's what Paul is saying. Every Christian. How can they ever hear about him unless somebody tells them? We forget what our world, our world is clueless. And God loves them all. Next. And how will anyone go and tell them, hello, without being sent? If you reverse these verses, it all starts with this one. 
How can, how will anyone go without being what? Sent. Are you sent this morning? Every one of us. Now here's the solution. This is why the scriptures say, how beautiful are the feet of messengers who bring good news. Now, why in the world does Paul mention feet? Feet are funky. You know, us guys, we just clip those nails when they start going through our shoes. We, we clip them. What do the women do? Some of you women this morning, if I take your shoes off, you got Christmas trees on your big toe. That costs more than my car change, oil change. What is, what's the deal with that? I'm just kidding. My wife isn't here. I can say anything. Don't you tell her anything. No, she doesn't have a Christmas tree. She's a bunch of bulbs. No, she has nothing. <laughs> but what are our feet about? What do we do with our feet? We, we go. That's how we go. We go. And so Paul just says with that, well, you've been sent. Now go. And that's what I'm trying to challenge you as you leave. Well, Pastor, I don't want to pick up one of those things. No, pick them up. Let God help you, minister to you. By the way, thank you. Thank you for being on mission. Let's go. Let's go. Number six, last thing. Celebrate your saved soul is worth more than anything. One day, Jesus' disciples went out. He sent them out. And they came back and they said this. The devils, they responded to us. We told the devils to get out and those people were freed. And they went on to tell lots of things and Jesus said, right on. But the most important thing you should be celebrating about is that you are going to be in heaven because your soul has been saved. The most important reason to celebrate this morning is when you die, if you're a Christian, you're going to heaven forever. That's why we celebrate. Remember what Jesus said? Uh, and, how do you, and how do you benefit if you gain the whole world, lose your own soul in the process? Is anything worth more than your soul? Is there anything more valuable? You know, sometimes we look at our life and our 401k's value, our businesses, our health, our family, our relationships. That's not the important thing in life. My wife came home and, uh, and uh, I was out and then I came back and I said, where's the dog? And she said, well, he's out on the porch. And uh, I went out there, and I wondered why my dog was, uh, Kimmy is quiet. And she had bought Kimmy a Christmas present. One of those bones that's more than my house payment. <laughs> she's out there going, <laughs> she's just a small dog. Right? I mean, she's hefty, 20 pounds, but she's small. And I'm saying to her, bring that sucker in, because she'll have that thing devoured. Then we've got to go out and buy another one like that. You know what was more important than that dog? Is that bone. She didn't care about anything else. I want that bone. Let me ask you a question this morning. What's the most thing valuable in your life? See, when we leave, <laughs> we leave everything behind. And the most valuable thing you have is your soul. But... Our neighbors, our friends, our coworkers, students we sit next to in the university and high school, every single one of them has a soul. That's why our heartbeat cannot just be 
about us. It's realizing that those people, unless they get saved, they will spend forever apart from God in a place where they never realized that was really real. Many people think when you die, that is the end of life. My friends, life never ends. We're eternal beings. Our spirit was designed by God to live forever. And that's why we have to be passionate, not just about ourselves, but for all the people that are still lost. That's why we invite them. That's why we look for an opportunity. As you saw this young lady, she became a Christian. As she endures, as she grows, she will be in heaven. You know why? Strange. Because two guys that finished their cup of coffee realized, uh uh-oh, divine appointment. And they invested in her. What is her impact going to be with her friends now? You already heard. She put it on where? Facebook. And what does searching people find? Wow. Let me try that. That's why we're here. And this morning, I want to show you how simple that looks. John writes this. 1 John 5. And this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his son. It's the only way. It's very narrow. It's the only way to get to heaven. His son. Through Jesus Christ, because he's the way, the truth, and the life. Then he says this. This next sentence and then the next sentence are opposites. Watch this. He who has the son, he who has a relationship, who's repented and believed in Jesus and is following Jesus, he who has a son, say it with me, has what? Has life. And if you have life, what do you do? You celebrate. It's a whole lifestyle of celebrating, even through difficult times. Because in the end, when we die, where do we go? Heaven. For how long? Forever. My soul's worth more than anything. So that person that's a Christian, sometimes we don't celebrate enough around in our church. Amen? And even in our own personal lives. No, no. And look at this. He who does not have the Son, say it with me, does not have life. Where's the celebration? It will come to a dead end. All the Michelob weekend, it will come to an end. And there is nothing but empty, lonely, guilty, and down inside, afraid of dying. There's no celebration. See, that's why we're here. We're the only ones that have the good news. It's not our good news. It's God's good news. But you and I have been sent. It's sobering to consider that Jesus went through what he did just so that we who were unworthy of his fellowship would be able to have that once again. Pastor Mark taught us the need for people to tell others about this loving Savior's sacrifice. He also reiterated that that someone is us. We have been given this responsibility now that Jesus is back in heaven. Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Mark will continue to go through this series in the next edition of Lessons for Living. To add today's message to your study library, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. 
The cost for each CD is $5, and that includes shipping. Again, to place an order for a CD, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. This is the end of this message. Next time, Pastor Mark will be speaking about our need to plan for our future. We will be learning about a dishonest servant who is nevertheless commended for his shrewd planning for his own future. This will be used as an example for us, not for dishonesty, but for the need to take heed as to what our final future will be. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Ballmer, Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.